Welcome to another USF Don's weekly podcast hosted by Brian Professor B. Davis. This week's show, we'll be taking a recap of the Don's weekend series from when they were taking on the Kansas State Wildcats in Fort Worth, Texas, and also the midweek game against the San Jose State Spartans on the Hilltop, plus a preview of this weekend's Hilltop Diamond Classic on the Hilltop. The Dons will be taking on the University of Ryder from the Metro Atlantic Conference and the University of Riverside from the Big West Conference. Coming up next, we will sit down with Zach Zager, a recap of the week and the analytics. This USF Dons weekly roundtable podcast is presented by Provident Credit Union. Want free checking account that pays you? Provident Credit Union Super Rewards Checking Pay Account, 2.1%, and features in no fees. Visit ProvidentChecking.com, that's ProvidentChecking.com for more details. Also by Park and Fly. Park and Fly has provided more than 50 years of convenient, hassle-free airport parking. Visit PNF.com for discounts on airport parking outside of San Francisco and Oakland. That's PNF.com for Park and Fly. And by Lux American Bus. Let Lux American Bus, American Shuttle Services, make a fan out of you. Privately serving Bay Area tech companies and the USF campus, Lux Bus is the leading commuter choice in shuttle services and group charter transportation. Get your people moving with Lux Bus America. And by Lyft. Skip the hassle and from the Benedict, in and out for the Benedict Diamond or the Sobrano Center. Lyft is our official ride-sharing partner for your transportation covered. Download the Lyft app and get affordable ride-in minutes. New users get $10 off in ride-share credit. Go to US with US, go USF Dons. And don't forget, Dons fans, Lyft zones outside the Benedict Diamond and Sobrato Center War Memorial Gym. Drop off and pick up zones. Use Lyft, proud partner of USF Dons. Well, welcome to another edition of our USF Weekly Magazine podcast here. We're doing this taping with Zach Ziegler, our analytics guy. It's uh, pretty quiet here as um, the Dons uh, here in, on the campus because a lot of the administration are going down to the USF, um, down to the West Coast Conference uh, champ- basketball championships. They're having a big time down in Vegas and, of course, um, us, baseball and some few other sports uh, like tennis and golf there. Um, we're holding everything here while they're gone. And, of course, uh, live you, in case you missed it, last week uh, the Don's naming Joan McDermott it is the new Association of Athletics, uh, replacing Scott Sitwell, who in his eight full seasons, I will definitely miss, who really did a phenomenal job of putting USF at a high level, Billy, for all the sponsors and getting things done with the facilities, baseball, Day Diamond, and continue upgrades on the Sobrato Center upstairs in the War Memorial Gym, making it one of the best facilities in the country. And not only for our ballpark here at, at Band-Aid Diamond, and this is our third full season, third four season, full season, because the full season of Don's Baseball on the Hilltop, uh, making one of the best urban ballparks in America and all college baseball. Uh, so what we, we How's everything with you? 
Yeah, everything's good, B. Um, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Joan. I actually I have a I, I have a little history with Joan's family. I coached with her son in Denver, uh, John, and then I played for her husband Dan for a little bit. Um, so it's a, it's a whole it's a whole uh, Denver's USF connection because Nino's from Pueblo, Colorado. We've had players like Luke, uh, Tag Bo, Tagger Bose, the, probably Mr. Don of all the great. Uh, well, tw- you know, 20 years ago, he um, set the West Coast Conference record for home runs in a, in a in a single season. He was kind of at that time, 1990, when Nino took over the club in the fall of 98, 98, 99. That was, co- of course, that that calendar school year. That same time when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa had the home run chase and. Um, and same parallel. And yeah, but I just I, I wanted to say congratulations to Joan. Just in my and I wrote this to her that uh, I told her that the McDermott family's values align very closely with the values of the University of San Francisco. And when I heard that she got the job, I could could not be more excited. She's like the. Uh, the, she's like the, ath- the the director, the direct, the mother of the USF Don's athletics, though that mom figure. Very much, yeah. Uh, in charge too, that's for sure. Um, going to be more in charge going forward. Uh, excited to see the future of USF athletics under her leadership. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. And for Scott said, well, I was well. This is my 21st season uh, here on the hilltop. Been doing this since 1999. Actually, as a Observer in 99, didn't do much reporting, but 2000 was really my first full around. But I kind of, that first year, year of 1999, I was 22 at the time. Now I'm 42. So 21 years and, you know, doing this. Uh, and I think when I left um, doing my, um, this uh, landscaping uh, program with construction, I was not going to be doing the labor work forever. So this was what I decided to do back in ni- in 2000. So this was really um this was something I could make this as a, a voluntary full-time gig done and trying to make this thing work as the time going by and we've seen it so far I mean Scott took over here in the end of t- when I was there in 1989 Bill Hogan was um, was the director of athletics here he's been there for a long time uh, he left to go to Seattle after the 06 season when we went to the WCC tournament for the first time won the West Coast Conference Championship. We hosted the championship series here at the Hilltop under the old configuration. When we lost to Pepperdine two out of three, we did end up hosting because we took two out of three. And we was, were co-champs, but and then Pepperdine got the host original. We got the at-large bid, which was very important. And um, after that, you know, they've been competitive since they won the conference turn. Well, won the conference title outright. The, the, the whole the current structure of the the Bear Island four team tournament didn't come into play till two years later till 2013 it was 2011 so whoever finished first place that year got the full outright but those guys in 2011 got to do the full dog pile celebration not that i always say the 2006 club is my favorite because that was like the guys on that team including scott cousins they were the team that that it was like they were like let the pros take over. They made my job so easy. We'll talk about that another day, um, another time about stories about that 06 team. And, you know, they didn't win the conference tournament. They had to wait 48 hours for to, to get that, officially get that first ever at-large bid to the regional. But 
nothing to take away from those guys, but or I mean, nothing to take away from the 11 team because they did the full celebration on the field, dog pop. But 06 was still my favorite uh, team to cover, though. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. You know, I've been here in B since October, and it's been a pleasure being able to learn the history of the program. Um, it's up to these guys to write their own and create their own legacy, the 2019 squad. This is their, of course, uh, their 90th season. 90th season, of course, you know, we've, um, and this is kind of, could be, and this is kind of maybe beginning of the true modern era of Don's baseball because when I came here as a 16-year-old as a ground on this field, this down the field was not even close to where it is today. I never saw the old field. Um, I've heard stories. Um, I never saw it. I, uh, I guess I only know the modern Benedetti Diamond. Well, so I go back to when I was a uh, teenager. Um, it was not even close to where it is today, first of all. And then, like, Stanford every year was going to postseason play, and they were going to the College World Series. And then Cal was competitive, and they, they went to a College World Series as, as well. So, um Anytime with the Bay Area teams, I mean, I was kind of like that, just that, that casual fan. Anytime when a local team, local, one of the local college baseball teams do well, you know, at the time, it, it, it's good. I mean, I mean, as a teenager, you know, I was happy for them. They wished them very well, though. Right. Um, yeah, it's always nice to see, especially Northern California, Bay Area baseball, um, do well on the national level. Uh, we have we have talent here, B. Um, we live in California. Um, you know, back from back where um, I coached in Denver. You know, we get outside uh, at the end of March because you can't really do much from November to no, March. No, November to March. I mean, here and there you may get if you're lucky. Even they just barely break even cracked in the 60 degree mark. Yeah. So you know, we we're yeah. blessed. We're we're blessed. Um, to be in Northern California, we're blessed to be in the Bay Area. Um, we're lucky. Uh, we're lucky. All of us are. All of the schools in this region. Even so, that but uh, the Bay Area has gotten their full share of um, of wintry weather though too. Not as bad in back in the, the mid or the Rocky Mountains or in the Northeast or in the Midwest, uh, but they've gotten their share of rain though too. So um, the West Coast um, is no exception though. But you know, anytime if you had. Denver, 60 degrees in January or February, you better take full advantage of it. Uh, people leap for joy in Denver when it's that warm in January. Uh, other than that, you just go indoors and uh, hit off tee, take batting practice, throw bullpens, but yeah, you can't get out on a field until March. And Once again, we're just so lucky here to be in Northern California. Yeah, and then, okay, and then also, um, let's look into the recap. What are your thoughts over the last week? I mean, the Dons, you know, they lose two out of three in Fort Worth, Texas, and then, okay, okay, a lot of guys um, didn't hear the game was switched to Dallas Metroplex area due to the um, snow was going to hit the the Midwest throughout the entire state of Kansas and Missouri area because it's Manhattan, Kansas, the other, the mini New York, the mini Big Apple, the – Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, Columbia, all around that 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 area in the Midwest, and then they um, they end up winning the first game. Ornito gets a win, and then um, they lose two out of three. And then, what are your thoughts of that game? And then San Jose State. 
first of all, you know, Riley's pitching at an exceptional level right now. Um, I think we look back at his synergy data. Um, something's happening where hitters just can't decipher between his fastball and his splitter. Um, something's happening. Guys aren't seeing it. They're swinging and they're missing. Um, he's doing phenomenal. Um, so he's playing at a very high level. Now, I think one thing that was talked about with respect to the club, uh, the different areas of the club, was how deep the outfield was um, to start, and it still is a deep group. That's a great group for us. Um, but we have to get some of those guys going. Uh, we got damage guys, so hitters that hit for it should be hitting for damage um, that aren't doing it as much as we'd like to see them uh, hit for damage right now. But good news be is that the strikeouts are going down. The trend is, is trending down. We think we're in 10 games here, something like that. Since the season, just come by flat. And, then, you know, next week after this, they'll, they'll you know, yeah, that's a good point. And then, you know, now we, how about Jonathan Allen? I mean, he is just starting to – looks like he's starting to had a killer series against uh, San Jose State during the midweek, come back 5 to nothing, and hold the, the Spartans, who have a very good ball club, to only just one run. And which, by the way, your brother uh, plays on that team. Yeah, it's fun to catch up with him um, before and after. He unfortunately wasn't playing. He's dealing with a, an arm – He's dealing with a UCL right now. He's okay, uh, which was good to hear. You used to UCL, UCLs now. I mean, never heard of that back in my day, though. Yeah, it's just when an elbow is cranky. But um, it was nice. You know, I don't think we did much trash talking. Maybe we'll do more uh, next time we see those guys. I'd say it was pretty friendly between him and I. Um, but, but it's nice, you know. You know, he bloodshed in the family. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, but you know, it's cool because we get to talk, we talk probably once every three, four days and we just talk baseball. Uh, yeah, I know. Cause after the game, their coach, uh, coach John DiFilippo, and he's a good guy. He, we were, um, overhearing him across the way after the game and he was, um, not a happy camper afterwards. And, um, and some of the words and some of the words that we cannot repeat on the air due to, um, family oriented, uh, shows. So, you know, we. With respect to that game against San Jose State, talk about a weird game, you know. Uh, I, I think Ryan Ryan Hecker, our starter, he got that out of his system. May have had a little bit of a, may have had a little bit of the nerves, but I think he got it out of his system. Um, and offensively speaking, you know, the last time we talked, we we talked about a, an offense that uh, there's a necessity to be dynamic, such that the lineup. Um, has both on-base hitters and damage hitters. Um, I think for us right now, um, we're we're probably missing the damage piece, and I think that revealed itself in the San Jose State game. Uh, I think there were three, uh, there were at least three innings where we had two on-base events, and then three on-base events where we didn't score any runs. Um, the problem is is that uh, you need damage events. You need got hitters for damage that are going to drive in those runs um, guys get on base uh, the highest uh, the highest probability events for on base events are singles and walks doubles and triples and home runs score those and granted doubles triples and home runs don't come as often but there's run driving value in those in those um, events so 
I think just offensively speaking, I know I, I'm not saying that, oh, they should ju we should just flip the switch and hit for more power. Um, I just think if that's one area right now that uh, maybe we can look to get better at, uh, maybe driving the ball, whatnot, um, I, I, I think the offense will get better. Um, it was a disadvantage because they ended up getting swept to start the season. And I think I remember, and then uh, they lost like 11 of their first 16, but then things started to roll. But you look at it, um, then the game um, had one other game who was supposed to play here on the Hilltop against Oregon State, the team that won it all in 06. Game was switched over to Skyline College over there and in, uh, in the East, over there and um, no, not in the East Bay. It was switched over to, I'm trying to think. Skyline Community College over there in the, um, down there by Daly City. Okay. By Daly City. And then in 2011, one of the games, because storm, another storm hit, was switched over there to the um, Landy College of Oakland against Oregon. And then another against the UC Santa Barbara in 2012 because of the rain conditions. Yeah. Um, crazy things happen with respect to the weather. Um Luckily, we got this nice turf field now. Uh, as long as there's no thunder, uh, you don't want guys running around with metal bats with thunder in the air. But uh, as long as there's no, uh, like I said, as long as there's no thunder, we can usually play. And as long as the bases are safe to run on as well. And then I also, um, also got to look at it, though. Oh, thank you. We're doing this taping. And also, you have to look at it, um, you know, the rain. I mean, the first uh, hat, like three years ago, when we were playing down there, um, when they were doing a, the the stadium wasn't even ready yet, and by the time we played our first game against New Mexico, the first home ever home opener of the season was already half. Only played like only four fifths, adding up to about ninety five percent of the games at on the on campus. So that was kind of really was a big disadvantage, and you know everybody was really was not patient enough to, to get the W's and wins and losses. But I think. Now I kind of think he's the process, and you know, you know, you have to say in two thousand, like three years ago, okay, we'll throw that one off. It just, I mean, it was it was crazy because uh, I did my other postmates' uh, delivery job, and I spent about about four fifths of that season going neutral site, games on neutral site away from Benedict Diamond, and had one of the games originally scheduled to be at. Santa here on campus switched down to Santa Clara, so it, it was a lot, lot, lot. It was it was tough for the players, but you gotta give them credit, and you know, you gotta give them credit for it, though. Yeah, we're just so lucky now uh, to have the facility we have now. Um, I'm looking forward to the atmosphere. We're gonna have two different clubs, uh, not including ourselves here. Um, hopefully, it's a lively atmosphere at the yard. Um, hopefully, we build upon. Uh, the good things that we did later in that game against San Jose State, not giving away at bats, putting the ball in play. That's the other thing. Um, I was listening to that San Jose State game, and be curious. We have to find the time, myself and the team, to, or the quantitative studies team, um, see how much of an anomaly it was. I think we just put so many balls into play against San Jose State. They made all the plays. So we look into that, see see how normal that is. But um, you, know, you keep putting the ball in play, good things will happen. Um, just looking forward to seeing if we can build upon uh, the dynamic nat the dynamic nature of offense.
that we showed in that eighth inning against San Jose State. See that consistency. And then now coming up uh, one week from uh, tomorrow, as we do in the Saping Conference play begin right out of the gate against Portland. And a lot of people thinking Portland Pilots are a team improving. Uh, one of their guys uh, just got West Coast Conference uh, Pitcher of the Week. So, you know, it's going to be something when we'll get to that next week when we um, preview uh, the Portland Pilots when West Coast Conference play. The Dons are in this first, really first full, this first leg of which we're going to be eight out of the next nine games. And they already got the first, um, like, uh, two-thirds of that of that quarter um this is now like the other part like the second quarter plus of this eight of the next nine games in the home state and after this three game or this four game set this weekend after you play five four um for the players next week's going to be uh spring break There'll be no spring break for me, of course. It's work here, but they get to um, go down and play uh, Fresno State for their midweek, and then a conference play just right out of the bat. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I, like I said, I just hope that we can continue uh, what we were doing on offense, the, the dyna dynamic nature of guys hitting for on-base uh, events, and then guys being able to hit for damage. Um, I think we're finding out more about the freshman arms. Um, uh, Hecker, Coppola, uh, Malaris, um, and Cowdery as well. Uh, finding out more about those guys. Those guys will be called upon throughout the year, uh, given the injury situation with the pitchers. Um, we're just we're working hard um, on our end. On our end with QST, the quantitative studies team. Quantitative studies team. Maybe at the end of the year we um, try. I mean, I got, I got this like Professor B Media with the baseball on there. Maybe I'll, you know, if we could use the rights to that, just under you, we don't want, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it, we'll work something out though, because I, I could, you know. But I think the thing is, the team is. I mean, I think the outlook is that like, we got some great arms for the future, so we got a lot of depth. I mean, I mean, I really feel bad for um, Nishak and for. Um, Especially for Barosa, he's the perfect guy to be in that, and that Sunday role. But I think, you know, I, I still optimistic with uh, with uh, with Grant Young oh, for yeah. that Sunday, and then um, Scotty um, didn't pitch that badly. He gave up uh, three, four runs. Three of the four were earned. So you know, they're gonna they're gonna need to compete. Um, we have our systems. We're trying to track as much as we can, try and get as much good information to Matt as possible, and then he'll relay that to the players. But um, those guys will compete. Scott Parker and Grant Young, they know how to get guys out. They've been playing Division One college baseball for years now. Um, they know how to get guys out. They know what they need to do. Um, I'm looking forward to watching those guys compete because, you know, I think those are – those might be guys, you know, obviously it's always an ongoing evaluation, but, you know, you want to talk about players that maybe before the season, before the injuries hit, maybe didn't uh, anticipate a role like they have now, then they they take the opportunity. Uh, they, they come to the yard ready to play, ready to take advantage of the opportunity uh, that they've been afforded. All right, Zach, and I think we're going to uh, wrap it up right here, but um, – Hey, you guys are doing a great job on this baseball and leg stuff and just, you know, keep up the good work. And, you know, 
It's going to be a fun ride over the next by, by another month or so. We'll get a full, full picture where this team is going to be at. Yeah, it, I, think, I think it's real exciting right now, B. I think we're really starting to nail down uh, the identity of this club. Um, you start to get a better idea of what guys do well or, or what different guys do different things well. I don't know if I worded that correctly, but what makes each guy unique? Uh, what are the strengths and weaknesses of players? Um, being able to answer different questions, um, it's exciting. I think we're learning a lot right now. I think it's learning uh, the first few weeks. And then, you know, also for Joe McDermott, congratulations to her. And I'm going to have her as one of my guests on the on a future podcast once they get back um, from um, the WCC tournament or when they say when, or when the men or women uh, are not playing uh, or are concluded that's going to be on a to be determined on a future date so um zach keep up the good work and uh thank you for our our analysts at this time thanks for having me on b all right that's zach ziegler and he's the um baseball baseball analytics and i'm brian professor b davis you're watching don's usf don's athletics weekly podcast show Behind the views of Don, scenes of USF Don's athletics, including Don's baseball and so much more. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. You're listening to USF Don's athletics weekly podcast on the Don's TV audio podcast. Well, that's going to do it for our, our show t- today. Another edition of USF Don's weekly magazine podcast. On you from USF on Don's TV audio version of it, and we'd like to thank uh, once again Zach Ziegler, our baseball analytics, for recapping the week um, for the week of how the Don's doing. The Don's will be back in action this weekend. They'll take on in the um, they'll be taking on in the Hill, US the Hilltop Baseball Classic. They'll take on Ryder in the second game of that uh, doubleheader tournament, round robin tournament. It'll be at 2 p.m. The early game will be Ryder and against UC Riverside at 11 a.m. That's going to be the early game. USF against Ryder. That'll be at 2 p.m. That'll be the second game of that doubleheader on Friday. Then on Saturday, it will be USF versus UC Riverside. That will be that's the early game at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. You can get your breakfast and baseball 11 a.m. Saturday morning against UC Riverside for the Big West Conference. Then they'll play Ryder from the Metro Atlantic Conference. That will be at 2 p.m. immediately at the conclusion of the of the first game of the double dip versus UC Riverside. Then on Sunday, it will be Ryder versus UC Riverside 11 a.m. That's an 11 a.m. start, and that going to be 11 a.m. That's going to be the first pitch at 11 a.m. Pacific. And then the Dons will play the second game against UC Riverside. That's going to be immediately at the conclusion. That game will be looking at around 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And the games will be seen. You can watch the video on usfdons.com if you can't make it up to the hilltop via the W.TV. And if you want to purchase tickets for uh, for this weekend's uh, Baseball Classic on the Hilltop at Benaday Diamond or any other USF Don's upcoming uh, games on the Hilltop at Benaday Diamond or sporting events, 
Call the Don's Ticket Box Office at 415-422-2USF. That's 415-422-2USF. The Don's Box Office is open daily, Monday through Friday, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And a reminder that USF Bookstore fans, be sure you stop by at the Don's Bookstore to get all your favorite Don's gear. Show your Wear your green and gold and show your pride and visit the USF Bookstore daily. It's open daily, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. Fridays from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And it's closed on Sundays. And just a reminder coming up that we'll be shifting the clocks. We'll be moving forward. They'll be going forward one hour ahead of time on Sunday. So if you do go out to the ballpark on Sunday, make sure you make yourself some extra time. We hope to see you there on the hilltop for Don's Baseball. And the games will be on the W.TV and USFDons.com. Greg Roslin, Greg Roslin will be filling in for Pat Olson, who was out on doing USF men's basketball. And a reminder the Dons will be taking on in the West Coast Conference Tournament down at the Orleans Arena. They'll be taking on the, the determined, determined, determined tournament uh, team, depending on what's um, the determined uh, winner of the uh, first round. They'll be playing this Saturday night. The tip-off is at 7 p.m., and the game will be seen on ESPN2 and on the Don's radio flagship station on FM the game as Pat Olson and Jim Provelli give you the play-by-play in action. And then also we'd like to send our congratulations to the also our congratulations to the USF Don's women's hoops as they will come out victorious over the Portland Pilots in that first round tournament down at Orleans Arena in the first round as they were winners as they defeat the Portland Pilots in the opening round in an upset, 76-69, to as the Dons with the, the Lady Dons with the win, as with their win, they will now advance into the next round of the quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament, and they'll play the, either the winner of the Loyola Marymount Pepperdine game that will be on Friday, and I think it's a, a 12 noon Pacific Standard Time tip-off at Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Game can be seen on the W.TV and on USFDons.com audio radiocast as George Devine and Amy Tooley will give you the play-by-play in action from the New Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Well, that's it for now here for Don's um, weekly podcast. We'd like to thank everybody here. We'd like to thank our the associate, um, like Frank Aglianco, and our new AD, Miss Joan McDermott, who we will have on our future podcast, talk about her new role as being director of athletics for USF, USF Dons. So the Dons um, weekly podcast presented by Provident Credit Union. Want a free checking account that pays you? Provident Credit Union, the union's super reward checking account pays you 2.1%. Features no fees with Provident Checking. ProvidentChecking.com. That's ProvidentChecking.com for more details. By Park and Fly. 
Parking Fly has provided more than 50 years of convenient, hassle-free par- airport parking. Visit PNF.com for discounts on airport parking outside the San Francisco-Oakland Bay Area. That's PNF.com for Parking Fly by Lux Bus America. Let's Lux Bus American shuttle services make the fan out of you. Probably serving the Bay Area Tech companies and the USF campus, Lux Balls Bus is the leading com- choice in commuter shuttle services and group charter transportation. Get your people moving with Lux Bus America. And then the USF Dons will actually also like the following partner of Dons Athletics by Lyft. Skip the hassle and get from the Bay Diamond or the Sobrato Center. Lyft is our official ride-sharing partner and has your transportation covered. Download the Lyft app and get affordable ride in minutes. New users get $10 off in credit with the go with the code GOUSFDONS. And don't forget, Dons fans, the, the Lyft zones outside Benaday Diamond as a drop-off pickup zones. Use Lyft, proud partner of USF Dons Athletics. For the latest news on USF Dons Athletics and so much more, go to usfdons.com. And to follow continued coverage of the West Coast Conference basketball tournament down at Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, go to wccsports.com. That's wccsports.com, your exclusive college basketball game central of West Coast Conference basketball championship tournament. And for USF Dons Baseball, go to Instagram.com at USF Baseball and Facebook.com slash University of San Francisco Baseball and Facebook.com slash Dons TV Network. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. We'll talk to you again next week for another edition of USF Dons Weekly Roundtable. USF Dons Weekly Roundtable is, is part of Dons TV Network in association with ASN Bay Area. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. And thank you for listening.